folks. The Bullet Points crew will be pregame in the special event slot this Saturday as UB looks to stage a whiteout and stage an upset of top 25 Coastal Carolina. And if you're looking for a spot for the Bills game Sunday, look no further than Chippewa as Rec Room and a number of other bars go outside as the Bills look to get back in the win column. Without further ado, here's our Bullet Points crew with UB football head coach Mo Linguist. Welcome back to a brand new edition of Bullet Point 716. I'm one of your hosts today, Kevin Misery. I'm here with Mike Bunt, Rob Ryan, and the coach of the University of Buffalo men's football team, Maurice Linguist. Here for a great edition, action-packed show. Maurice, thank you so much for coming on today. Um, really great to have you. How, how have you enjoyed Buffalo so far in your times back in, in uh, UB? Hey, Kevin. Hey, uh, hey, Mike. How's it going? Rob, how's it going? Uh, it's yeah. been really good. Um Finally getting into a house and uh, getting everything moved. Uh, going from Dallas to Michigan and Michigan over here, and um, team has been doing really good. And uh, it's been a, it's been a, it's been a, a fast pace, but very enjoyable uh, last three and a half months with this uh, this program and this family up here. Yeah, absolutely. So, how are you loving the the great Buffalo fall weather so far? I mean, we get a lot of heat up here, but as it, as you know, we can have some great weather uh, this t- uh, this time of the year, right? Nothing better than, than summers in Buffalo. It's it's nice outside. <laughs> I told our I told our southern coaches, it's like this every day. Don't worry about it. I said like this 80, 80 degrees in sunshine. Uh, you guys have nothing to worry about. So Coach Carlton, Joe Carlton, our defensive coordinator. You know he's from Texas. He hasn't yeah hasn't been up north a whole bunch. He says he kind of gave me a look. I said you'll be fine. Don't worry. And and as we used to joke around with Nate Oates, he used to say, hey, the weather's the same in the gym. So um, <laughs> you, you guys don't quite have that same pitch there on the football field. But I mean, you have great facilities now. I mean, I can't it's remarkable what kind of workout facilities you have there at UB now. So like, can you talk about the change that you've seen just in your time, the first go around under Jeff Quinn to, you know, currently what, you know, the growth of the organization so far? Like, what have you seen from UB football in the last, you know, call it 10 years? Yeah, Kevin, I think you hit it right on the head. I think the word is growth. Um, you see positive change going on. I think you see it from a practical sense in infrastructure, uh, uh, a brand new indoor facility. It's beautiful. Uh, new new uh, locker room, uh, new team room. Coaches' offices are extremely nice. And um, and in the wings, in, 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 in the waiting wings, really, our new weight room that's coming down the pipeline. So I think from a structural, uh, tangible, visible standpoint, uh, the aesthetics aesthetics of Buffalo football has really risen. And I think the change also from just a uh, expectation standpoint as well of um, of uh, walking on the field, expecting and believing and knowing uh, that you got uh, you got everything that you need to have to go out there and be, be competitive every single Saturday. Uh, from a psychological standpoint, there's growth there as well. Coach, it's great seeing you again, talking to you again. Uh, just wanted to bring up a, a quick thing. How is 
your previous experience at Buffalo helped you uh, with this transition so far. And obviously you're now two games into your head coaching career. Uh, how are things going and what's uh, what's the vibe uh, around everything uh, heading into this Coastal Carolina game? Yeah, sure. I think anytime, Mike, that you have a familiarity with a place, um, familiar faces, uh, I think it can only help when you transition. Um, you know, when you when you come back and you see people that you know and you've seen before, um, Julie O'Neill, um, our secretary that works at the front, she was here when I was assistant coach, got a great relationship with her. Um, uh, John Fuller, who works in our communications, and uh, Paul Peck, and and uh, Boone, and just people that you've seen before and you know. Um, it helps when you transition. Um, uh, so in that sense, it's uh, it's really made it smooth. And uh, where we are right now as a program is a strong, strong locker room and strong culture. I, you know, I mentioned this before uh, when I was first introdu uh, introduced as the head football coach. Nobody in the history of college football, major college football, has really been through and experienced what this team and program really has with, you know, really uh, roughly over 100 days when I took the job before we played our first game against Wagner. Um, we're still in the infancy stages of really relationships and culture and development and growth. And uh, you're matching that with the the necessity of, hey, we got a schedule in front of us and an expectation to have a really, really great season. And we got to go out there and play at a high level and win these football games and, and compete our butts off and get prepared every single week. So we are experiencing and going through something that really other programs just by nature of timing and coaching changes really don't have to go through. Um, our guys are handling it very well. Our coaching staff is very experienced. Um, uh, we got tons of Division One football experience from Shane Montgomery, our offensive coordinator, Joe Carlton, our defensive coordinator, uh, Chris White, our special teams coordinator, was in the NFL, came from the NFL. Uh, I, I have, uh, you know, Power Five and, and NFL experience myself. And just uh, that experience really takes the edge off of when you have to go through really juggling a lot of moving parts and staying with uh, poise and handling things the right way. Um, our players, um, especially our older players, are handling the situation and really growing through the situation really well of uh, just having a lot of new faces and coaches in front of them. Um, and it seems like we've been together longer than what we really have. So everybody's doing their part. Everybody's pitching in. And uh, we feel like we're in a really strong place. We came off a tough loss over there in Lincoln at Nebraska. Um, we have the ball 14 14 to three in the fourth quarter. We have the ball and an opportunity to go within one score at a hostile 85,000 sold out crowd against Nebraska. Uh, and probably if you were asking me 115 days ago, if you said, Hey coach, <laughs> you would be playing at Nebraska down, down, you know, down, not too much with the ball in your hand. You'd probably say, Hey, you, you know, you did something right. So our guys are playing their butt off. They're competing. Uh, we have no moral victories here. We prepare and we plan and play to win. Uh, we came up short. We didn't get the win, but uh, we got a healthy, a competitive chip on our shoulder, playing with playing with a with something to prove every single Saturday, and we got a really good coastal team coming in here that we got to get prepared for. Hi, coach. Thanks for joining us. I, you like to talk about the transition. It's a very unique one that not many coaches do have. So, how has the transition been going from the NFL to Michigan? Now here as the head boss, all in one year, all under the circumstances of COVID. Had like from well, a personal a wise question. to a to that's a coaching great. wise. You know what? It's, it's so funny. Nobody's really asked me. That's a great question because you, you got to get first. I got to get. I got to. I had to remind myself. Okay, the clock stops on every first down because in the <laughs> NFL that thing keeps running. Um, you know, in a two-minute situation in the NFL, when you knock a guy backwards, the clock keeps rolling. 
if you knock a guy, you know, backwards and out of bounds, the clock keeps rolling in, in college football as long as he's out, clock stops. From a time management, uh, game management standpoint, there's a lot of intricacies that are just different. Um, so that's that piece of it from a game <laughs> management standpoint. And then the hashes are, you know, completely different. There's some practical things in the college and pro game that you kind of quickly had to remind myself and just in practice in summertime and training camp. But, uh, you know, football is football. You know, it's, it's it, 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 there's a lot of moving pieces from, um, you know, to get a playoff that you really have to go through and coach the details of, you know, quarterback center exchange, uh, exchange from a quarterback to a running back, exchange from a quarterback to a receiver. Uh, you know, those elements and aspects of football really don't change. Uh, the be a, a, a defensive standpoint, uh, attacking the ball, pursuing the ball, leveraging the ball, uh, getting 11 guys to play together and connected and confident and, and as hard as humanly possible together. Uh, those elements of ball don't change. And so there's a lot of carryover. There's some things that are uh, from just college to pro game that are different that um, uh, that that uh, I quickly reminded myself when I took when I, when I got back to the college rights. Now, Coach, in, in the past, uh, you were asked a couple times about your relationship with uh, Khalil Mack and Stephen Means. Obviously, Khalil giving you a nice shout out when uh, he found out that you got the job. Uh, just how important are those relationships? Just talk a little bit about your relationship again with, with both of those players and how uh, that can really help you build a program. Uh, obviously, a lot of uh, players in the last couple of years getting shots in uh, the NFL right. really uh, on the recruiting trail, I, I imagine that's a it's a great thing to be able to point out to uh, potential players that you want to bring into UB. Very true, Mike. I mean, uh, you know, we we talk about it. You know, why Buffalo? You know, if I'm a recruit sitting at home, you know, why go why go to Buffalo? Why not go somewhere else? Well, well, well if you want to get a, one of the best degrees in the nation, I think we just came in ranked uh, number 32 public school in the United States of America. Uh, when you when you think about combining uh, the academic powerhouse with an athletic division one big time experience and an opportunity to go and play in the NFL. Uh, you start checking boxes and Buffalo can check all your boxes. You can, you can be a doctor here. You can be a lawyer here. You can be a top engineer here. Uh, we have a, a, a top ranked med school. Um, and then we're going to play on ESPN two this week. You know, and then we're going to go out there and challenge and play for the, with the best of the best. Three bowl games in the last two years is a solid, solid foundation of a program. And then uh, and then the opportunity to really go on and pursue your NFL dreams, goals and aspirations. Well, go back and look at Khalil Mack. He was the number five pick in the NFL. Look at Stephen Means. You look at uh, Brandon Oliver. Uh, you look at Joe Licata, who had an NFL opportunity. Uh, you look at Koontz and you look at um, uh, a number of guys that have gone on. Uh, Jared Patterson. And we'll have our share full of guys this year. So when you start asking yourself as a recruit, you know, why, why would I go to Buffalo? Well, I can get a top-ranked degree that's up there with the best of the best. I can get an NFL experience and opportunity. I get trained by a coach that just came from the NFL and knows exactly what it takes to get you there. I sat in the meetings with the NFL GMs and owners and uh, what what conversations are being had, what boxes need to be checked as a player, what's going to be make the difference between you making a 90-man and a 53-man roster and all the details of how to really stick and stay on an NFL roster. Well, I've said in those meetings, I know what those meetings uh, uh, entail. I know what they're going to say about you. I know what you have to show and prove on film. And then we have an experienced coaching staff. And I tell you all those things, and I'm going to tell you this, there are some outstanding people in this community in town that I absolutely love. 
My wife loves them. I have two small children, four and two, Mara and Lance, that love being here, that are excited about being here. And, you know, my wife, I, I'll show you my phone. She texted me the other day. The people in Buffalo are just so nice and so welcoming and so warm. And I just think we check all the boxes. There's not an area of, uh, uh, you know, when you, you start talking about making major decisions in your life, there's not an area uh, 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 that we don't check, that we don't really, that we can't really touch on. And and uh, you can do it all here at Buffalo. So that's why you would come to Buffalo as a recruit. And coach, uh, you seem like a tremendous people person, a, a person that people would gravitate to. Um, obviously, you mentioned whiteout game this Saturday versus Co Coastal Carolina. You had a tremendous student turnout uh, for the first game against Wagner. Um, but as you know from your, your time at UB in the past, sometimes community support has been a little bit of a struggle for uh, this area to really get behind uh, the team, um, even with the, the success in recent years. What are what efforts are you going to make, I guess, to try to energize the community to come out uh, in larger uh, droves to, to check out your program? Obviously, it, it worked uh, what you did with the students last week. But what do you think needs to be done in order to get the whole community uh, on board behind right. the team? Well, the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to get on train wreck sports with Mike and Kevin <laughs> and Rob and, and uh, give a shout out to the community, shout out to the students and just say, uh, True Blue, we need you guys. Uh, outstanding job uh, week one. And then I'm going to coach you guys up and tell you guys, change your best. Make make your make your better better. Make your good better. You know, like bring a friend with you. Bring somebody new that didn't come with you uh, to the first home game and, and, and tell them about the experience that you had. Um, it's a it's a lively atmosphere. Uh, you know, the pep rally that we had on campus um, uh, uh, right before the season was outstanding. Thousands of students out there. Um, but you know why? Why come out and support? And I and I would tell you this: like if I if you're sitting at home and if you're a student or if you're a parent and if you're someone in the Buffalo community, uh, why support this team? Well, I'm going to tell you because these young men play not just for ourselves, not for the name on the front. Guys, we play for the community in the city of Buffalo. We play for every single person that's connected to our university, every single person that's connected to the city of Buffalo. We take a lot of pride in that, representing Buffalo and Western New York, and we need your support. We need people that uh, have histories and traditions and families that have lived here for so many years that have never come out to a game. Come and support us, and I promise you, we will pour back into this community. Uh, we, we, we really have a saying in our, in our locker room and culture about giving and serving and having a spirit of gratitude and how much we want to be connected with this city and how much, you know, when we go out there and play on ESPN2, there's going to be somebody sitting at home in, out in Los Angeles that didn't know a lot, a lot, a lot about Buffalo and that's going to watch us on TV. And I want people to see that uh, I want you to tie yourselves to not just a good football season or not just a good football team, but really to a group of men that collectively want to inspire, that want to bring about a, a hope and a positive change in this community, that want to continue to pour into the lives of everybody that's connected with this city. And we feel like that football can gener uh, can energize people, can can change communities, can bring people together. And uh, we want to be a source of that, uh, of that, of that hope and a source of that uh, excitement uh, for years to come here at Buffalo. Yeah. And coach, if you look at it, so I, I actually attended UB in the early two thousands. Um, you know, it gone are the days or where we were excited over a nine to three win against temple. We didn't won in many games in 2006. 
Uh, it was a very exciting time for us to see the growth. Like, hey, maybe this is where Buffalo sports begins to be something different. It was a great time underneath Turner Gill. What can you say, in your opinion, what kind of coach is Maurice Linguist? Like, what are you going to bring to the football team? Like, what do you inspire? Like, as a community member, like, we can go and say, wow, Coach Mo is great at X. Like, what would X be for you? And, like, what sets, you know, the program underneath you uh, apart uh, from years past, yeah. um, for me, me being excited over a nine to three victory. And then from where we are today is just to see us ranked last year. I mean, it's been a crazy growth um, for UB football. Yeah. Um, well, if I had to describe myself, um, you know, I really believe that you really like when as a coach, like you change how you coach when you really understand why you coach. Um, you know, when you tie yourself from really you know, why do you do anything in your life? You know, sometimes you can do things for something, but, you know, I, I coach for someone. I coach for <laughs> some ones, yeah. you know, the young men in that lock, the young men in our locker room, um, you know, I want to pour every ounce of energy I have into them to help them see, to help them realize their goals, dreams, and aspirations, to help them be the best version of themselves, you know, on the field, off the field, and in their personal lives. Um, I love football. I got a really healthy competitive chip on my shoulder. Uh, I think there's nothing like the sport of football that can really test you and challenge you in ways. Uh, and it parallels life so much because on every snap of football, somebody's going to win and somebody's going to lose. Like we always look at the outcome of the game, but what's so unique about the sport of football is really every time the ball is snapped, you're either winning or losing. And it's really how you respond to those little small individual wins and losses it really make up the DNA and blueprint of who you are. Um, so, you know, I think football can just bring together people in a way that other things can't. And um, I think collectively, when you got a lot of people that work in the same direction and work together collectively for the same goal, like anything is possible. You know, truthfully, anything is possible. I think as Nelson Mandela said that, you know, football or sports speaks to people in a way that only sports can, you know, and, and, and I think for three hours at a time on a Saturday or on a Sunday when you're watching the Bills or on a Saturday when you're watching the, you know, the Buffalo Bulls, it's just a great opportunity to connect and uh, and 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 bring about hope and change in, in a good way. Bouncing off of that, Coach, uh, you said every single play there's a winner and there's a loser. Um, going off of that Nebraska game, obviously not the result you wanted, but there were some very nice moments uh, for your team. What did you learn? about your squad uh, from that performance, playing 127 degrees on field level and having a chance going into the fourth quarter against the Cornhuskers? Yeah, you know, we we plan and we prepare uh, to win every single week. Um, the intention for us to prepare ourselves is to go travel and, and win that game. We didn't win the game, right? So you look at the outcome of the game and, and we didn't win, okay? Then you have to peel back the layers of how and why, you know, uh, why did we not win? And then, and then how are we going to uh, correct mistakes and build on what we did well to, uh, to, to change, to change the result and change the narrative and story uh, for, for the future games that we have on our schedule. So uh, you look at that game and uh, here are the facts, you know, we had the ball in the fourth quarter, uh, 14 to three with an opportunity to, to, to put ourselves really within reach in the fourth quarter uh, against a very good and well-coached Nebraska team. Uh, our offense was 11-22 on third down. Uh, you look at 50% uh, 
uh, conversion rate against a Big Ten opponent. That's a rate that we feel like we can win at. Uh, Kevin Marks went ran the ball extremely physical, hard, and well. Uh, averaged over four yards a carry against a really good Nebraska defense. And our offensive line and 50 drop-back pass attempts gave up zero sacks. Um, we had some penalties that hurt drives, that stalled drives, that we uh, we pointed out to our team how and why they happened, when they happened, and what you know how they affected you know our overall play. And then on the defensive side of the ball, uh, you look at you know the Nebraska running backs had 31 carries for 106 yards. We want to keep all carries under 100 100 yards a game, but the three yards three yard per game average is something we feel like we can win with and sustain sustain winnable. Uh, a, a winnable season with. So 31 carries, 106 yards. Now we had a mobile quarterback that we had to face, similar to one that we had again, that we're going to have against Coastal that made plays with his legs. So what do we need to do and change uh, to to uh, put our players in a better position so a mobile quarterback doesn't hurt us as much as the one did last week? We had three missed sacks at the point of attack uh, that really resulted in some big first downs that they converted on, and we gave up really two big plays that led to 14 points uh, which one was the scramble and one was the throw right before the half. And that's how those 14 points occurred. Uh, you take away from the game and you say, you know what? When you look at play-by-play, play, um, our offensive line and defensive line held their own. And it's a credit to Coach Cole in the weight room and what they did in a very short time in June and July of preparing our players. Uh, and then in, in the training camp months of August of having the, the right culture and mindset that our players were prepared and uh, and really are ready for the elements and everything that that game gave us. And we could have kept playing. We, we didn't run out of time. You know, uh, we didn't run out of gas. We ran out of time. So our guys uh, played played incredibly hard. and They played for one another. Uh, we had mistakes that hurt us. We didn't make enough plays in the fourth quarter, and we lost the game. That's the outcome of the game. And we're going to go right back to the process of what we have to do to prepare ourselves uh, for the rest of the season. Now, I know we have a little bit of time left here, and I just wanted to ask you about this awesome matchup with Coastal Carolina here uh, at UB Stadium with Grayson McCall and the 16th ranked. Uh, they're 16th ranked right now. So what do you see from them that makes them so special? Um, I, I mean, they run a very unique offense when I was able to watch them. I mean, it's it's robust. I mean, I, I've seen some different run concepts that I haven't seen before. So what do you see from them in, in this Coastal Carolina matchup? Do you, do you see – uh, the 16th best team in the nation. Like where, where do you think that you have an opportunity to really put up a great fight uh, in front of an awesome fan base? Yeah, I think uh, hats off to, you know, Coastal. I think they're well-coached, well-prepared, efficient on offense, explosive on offense, quarterback Grayson McCall's very dynamic arm and leg talent um, can make plays, you know, through the, uh, through the run game, through the air, uh, dynamic receivers on the outside, really, really good tight end offensive line. It's pretty tough. Hard nose, they know what they're doing, and they've been extremely efficient on that side of the ball. Um, they play very hard on defense, very, very twitchy and talented, long at the front. Uh, linebackers that can run and plug and fill gaps, and uh, cover and, and secondary guys that, that stay sticky in coverage. Special teams been been very clean in their operation, um, uh, flipping the field. Um, so they're a very, very talented and well coached football team, and it's going to be a great challenge for us. So um, uh, what do we do? We go right back to our systematic approach, what do we have to do first? Number one is our play style. You know, how we play the game uh, really starts everything that we do. It's, 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 it's in our blood. It's, 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 uh, there's not an offensive or defensive scheme for us that, that's above and beyond how we play the game. And we have to win the play style battle. We have to get ourselves in a position uh, to uh, stop a dynamic triple option attack. You know, the dive, the quarterback, the pitch, the loads, uh, the play action off of it, you know, the, the deep crossing pattern. So uh, we 
definitely respect everything that they've done and everything they put on film. Uh, hit a, a, you know, Coastal hit a number of big plays against Kansas. Um, um, you know, were able to move the ball pretty efficiently against a Big 12 opponent. And, uh, and then they had that first game against Citadel uh, where they were they extremely efficient as well there. So, uh, you know, playing a Nebraska offense where there's some similarities with a dynamic quarterback and the, some of the load option and, and triple option that uh, that um, uh, that Nebraska presented kind of helped transition us a little bit into this game. But the Coastal is it's unique in their own in, in, in terms of what they do, and uh, and and we're definitely uh, you know putting our heads together, putting our plan together, and preparing ourselves to go out there and play our best Saturday uh, against Coastal on ESPN too. So we're looking forward to the challenge, uh, both psychologically, physically, and mentally. And all the things that presents could be a great test for us to see uh, exactly where we are. And we are preparing ourselves to go out there and beat a very talented team um, and, uh, and definitely respect everything that they do and how they do it. So this is just a little corny Buffalo question. Are you a blue cheese or a ranch type of guy for chicken wings? Okay. So I was born at night, but not last night. <laughs> I know there's only one answer to this question. But I'm not a liar either. So I like ranch. <laughs> but I respect the blue cheesers. I respect the blue cheese guys. I have nothing but respect and admiration for the blue cheese, right? But I, you know, I grew up in Dallas, Texas. I like, I like my ranch. <laughs> I respect that. I respect that. I lived in the Midwest for many years, and I love the ranch too. But in Buffalo, you got to be careful saying that. Uh, well, it's like I, got- I walked in. I walked in. I, I walked into one of the spots, and and. Uh, and I think I asked for some ranch. It was like the music stopped. Eight heads <laughs> I do the same thing every time. <laughs> like, and, and coach, just a few more uh, stupid Buffalo things. Uh, do you have a favorite uh, joint in town? Favorite wing spot? Or man, you put uh, me on the spot, man. I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't, I can't answer that question. And, 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 uh, and I can't. There's no right answer for that question. Right? <laughs> I love them all. Okay, Elmo, I love you. Anchor Bar, I love you. Barbells, I love you. Duffs, I love you. I love all the way. That's the best answer. Love them all. Love them all. <laughs> no, there's no better answer than that. And how about how about Maniac's question? I mean, Maniac already always hit you with some good questions, right? Like in the press conferences, I think. Hey, what, what was his question that one time, Mike? What did he ask? It was something about uh, about the Jordans. Oh, he asked me about my Jordan. He asked me about the Jordan. He asked me what would I be would he be seeing the custom ones on the sideline? Oh, that's right. You know, um, I did. I, I wore them. I pulled them out. <laughs> I think he asked me about those. We had those. We they were made. We had them. We had them sent, sent and shipped in. But uh, yeah, yeah, that's what that's what Maniac asked me about. Cool stuff. Yeah. The shoes and the Mac. Yeah, well, you know, we appreciate it. You know, this is you know, this little piece, little little something for everybody out there. Well, Coach, we really appreciate you coming on here, um, speaking to the community through our platform. It's It's been wonderful to get to know you. And, uh, I mean, what a wonderful opportunity to showcase your Bulls team to the to the country, really, and, and as, right. just as well as the community uh, this this upcoming Saturday at noon. Is there any final thoughts that you could tell, you know, the community mm-hmm. on, on um, any exciting things that you have planned for the team this this year? Um, just, just any final news or nuggets that you might have to be able to share? Well, I think just to the community, thank you, number one, for the support that we received. Uh, thank you for welcoming me and my family, uh, Stacy, my wife, Mara and Lance, my two children, um, to the community. Uh, we could not be more proud to be here and represent this community. Uh, we love Buffalo. Uh, you know, I'm from Texas. I've spent a lot of my life in the South, um, but Buffalo treats me like family, and I appreciate that so much. And I consider Buffalo my family. Um, our football team is going to work tirelessly. Um, and, 
and we're going to have a relentless coaching staff and making connections and um, knowing, letting you guys know how important you are and then going out there and performing well at a high level and making you proud of us. Um, so to the, to the city of Buffalo, Western New York, to uh, the university at Buffalo students and alumni and supporters, uh, thanks for having me here. Uh, thank you for all you do. And uh, we, look, we look forward to paying you back with all your hard work and efforts through what we do on the football field on Saturdays and, and uh, with some midweek uh, action games coming up as well. And, and just keep uh, uh, – thank you for everything you do. Keep supporting us, guys, and we're going to keep going back into you. Thank you. And thanks, Coach, for coming on to our show. Uh, it's been been great as always. Um, but everyone, stay tuned for Coach Mo to take us to that MAC championship. What a wonderful squad they have building there. Great on the recruiting trail already. Great news coming out um, for next year as well. So, Coach, thanks for coming on the show. And for everybody else, thanks for tuning in to this great edition of Bullet Point 716. Good night now.